Hi, I'm Gabby. I'm a senior library assistant, and my favorite empowerment ballad is Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. I'm Amanda. I'm a children's librarian, and my favorite empowerment ballad is Solo by Carly Rae Jepsen. And I'm Brittany. I'm a library services supervisor, and my favorite empowerment ballad is Good as Hell by Lizzo. And this is the Ask Us Desk. We are the Ask Us Desk. We are library professionals who answer your questions about books, reading, libraries, and everything else. Send us your questions to askuspod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at askuspod. Like we mentioned last week, we are shaking things up and doing a slightly different focus for the podcast for this new year. It's going to be more books and reading, and of course, we're still going to talk about library stuff. And we still want any questions that you might have, any obscure reference questions. It can literally be about anything like, you know, who was mayor uh, in my small town on the day I was born or something like that. We'll be happy to do some sleuthing and figure out answers to any of your questions. Um, and also we are doing the exciting Ask Us reading challenge. Can you tell us a little bit about that, Brittany, again for folks? Yeah. Yes, um, so we have 26 different reading challenge prompts. Um, you can find them on our Instagram. We also have added the reading challenge on the story graph, so you can find it on there. And each of our episodes this year is going to be kind of following along with the reading challenge prompts. And we're, we're going to talk about what we're going to read to fill them and some reading recommendations as well. And uh, we're going to be having some prizes throughout the year, so be sure to Post what you're reading and for which prompt and tag us on Twitter and Instagram at askuspod and use the hashtag askusreadingchallenge. I'm very excited because we have one person who's entered so far. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> Just personally, I'm excited <laughs> <for the> challenge. <laughs> yeah, I've been reading a lot of really interesting stuff that I wouldn't have normally read already. So mm -hmm. exciting. So you should join us join the dark side <laughs> we have books and cookies <laughs> wait y'all have cookies <laughs> <laughs> or wine <laughs> whatever your preference is can i interest you in a dirty martini <laughs> uh, but yeah so what are you guys currently reading right now i am currently reading queen of the conquered by Kason calendar I'm listening to the audiobook and I love that the reader has, uh, I want to say, sort of like Jamaican accent or Caribbean Islands type accent. Um, at first, I had a really hard time understanding her, but you know, I've been watching Dairy Girls. And so I've, you know, like if I can understand them, then I can understand her eventually. I just got to keep listening. But yeah, I thought it was um, interesting. Because like how I was reading Black Sun and that was like fantasy in, you know, like a pre-colonialized Americas. This is fantasy in sort of like a Caribbean Isles type place. But it's also, you know, like they're co white colonizers from, I guess, like a fantasy uh, Norway or Germany or something. They're like pale people mm -hmm. and they're like that called hair and they're like, you know, like German people. I don't know. It's, it seems... <laughs> They're like from the north. I was just picturing Vikings. I don't know why. Like we talked about a lot, Vikings a lot last time. 
um but yeah it's it's very interesting i don't think i've ever read anything quite like it and i'm enjoying it so far i want to see how it's going to go and that there's a new book uh sequel coming out uh pretty soon or it is out i'm i'm waiting for it my copy at the library so i need to add it to my tbr i don't i think this was the first time i've heard of case and calendar um i am currently reading the duke and i hello bandwagon <laughs> i am on you and now it is time for Bridgerton Corner. If you would like to skip this section, please go to timestamp 1420. Thank you. Brittany, I know you read this a couple of months ago and then huh. subsequently read the entire Bridgerton series. Yep. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so I'm reading the book and watching the series at the same time. Oh, it's sweet. Damn it. There's a spoiler at the end of the first season. I've already, I've read the book. I read it. Oh, okay. Like, this is a reread for me. I read it 10 years ago. I kept thinking Mm -hmm. it was like only like a handful of years ago. And then I looked at Goodreads when I I was reading and I was like, I don't remember any of this. Have you read any of the others in the series? No. So this is going to be sort of my leaping off point because especially now that I've watched the series, I love Benedict in the series like oh what is that face i love benedict in the tv show not in the books oh groan because in the (laughs) in the in the series i'm maybe light spoilers i won't do anything too spoilery um like he gives off such chaotic by energy like (laughs) i'm like yes yeah that was very new that was not in the books him (laughs) and eloise both i'm like these are my people especially Eloise in the first episode (laughs) yeah she yells for Daphne oh my god anyway so yeah reading it alongside watching it has been really interesting um because there are huge differences like Mm -hmm. huge massive differences obviously there's been a lot of discourse there is problematic stuff in both so far I think I'm enjoying the series more than I'm enjoying the book I gave it three stars when I read it 10 years ago and we're I'm kind of still in that territory. So I'll be interested to see how I feel about the other books in the series as we move along. Yeah. For me, the series was a lot of ups and downs. There's problematic content in almost all the books, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe, I don't know when they were published originally. I mean, they're not that old. Early 2000s. Yeah. And I like Julia Quinn as a person. Like I follow her and she seems like, you know, pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know everything about her, but what I do see I like I think it would be okay for us to talk about the problematic scene <laughs> the book and the show but if you guys think we shouldn't I'm okay with us I'm okay with it I, I didn't which I didn't scene wanna... I watched the show you I watched, it's, okay so this is your moment to fast forward a little bit just in case we don't want any <laughs> spoilers here yeah. alert. <laughs> um so it's after Daphne and Simon get together and whenever she basically forces herself on him. Oh yeah, yeah. that's messed up. I yeah, that's rape. That. <laughs> like what yeah. she did with rape. And um, I'm not condoning his lying to her uh, at all, but especially in the book, she like, it's even more problematic with the way that she goes about and does it. But what I found really not okay is how it's not really talked about in the show like it's not talked about how what she did is wrong Mm -hmm. um like he's very upset but it's more he's upset because of 
his issues with his past and him not wanting he saying he can't have children mm-hmm. he doesn't want children he's not talking about like hey you forced yourself on me in this way like i i wasn't you i wasn't consenting fully for that mm-hmm. um and that's not okay women can rape men and it's that's not all right don't get me wrong overall i really liked the bridgerton series and um like gabby said i think they've kind of updated some of the stuff that's in the books Mm -hmm. it makes it a little better but i wanted people to you know just in case that does happen and it's not okay yeah and i was also thinking that like with how much they were having sex the (laughs) pull-out method doesn't really work so like what did you think was gonna happen like yeah he's he's dumb for thinking that he can like not get her pregnant that way but yeah, that's yeah. like did they not know that back then like <laughs> about like you know certain things that happened before the climax like <laughs> i don't want to get too i don't want to get too graphic i don't know i mean i guess we are rated explicit but still um <laughs> my mother listens guys i can't <laughs> i have to pretend not to know things um my mother you're Um, married of course you know things (laughs) well they were married and they didn't know anything so um yeah that that was another thing like and i know this is accurate as far as the time period women not educating women as far as like what to expect in the bedroom yeah um like what oh my god I would have been Eloise and Penelope being like I need to figure out this stuff like, what is going on how know, do I prevent funny. the babies I don't yeah I mean that that would have also been my concern was like yeah. how do I make sure this doesn't happen to me yeah <laughs> yeah seems terrible yeah and I feel yeah. like so Eloise in the books is the one that I related to the most but she's not my favorite Bridgerton in the books Colin is my favorite Bridgerton which I feel like they've not done him enough justice in the show and I think he's supposed to be more attractive than the actor no offense to that actor but the the Colin that I pictured doesn't match anyway but Eloise I love what they're doing and she's the one that I related to the most spoiler I don't really love her romance story in the book so I hope they update that and do a better job in the show I I want to talk about one other thing that I found problematic in this in this show and that was and I again I have I have one episode left so I don't know if there's resolution for this yet or not um but it's Marina Thompson's storyline so here's an here's another cue for you to fast forward if you don't if you want spoilers like this is it's a romance series and I think I went into it thinking like like obviously there would be conflict and stuff like that's part of romance but like she was not treated like a romance heroine and as a actress of color mm-hmm. I found that like really off-putting like she was treated differently oh, and yeah. I and I don't know if they were trying to do that to highlight in the in the series the way they talk about the fact that people of color have titles and lands and all of that oh wow that, that's in the books no, no this oh, series everyone is white. exclusive in the book I was, everybody I was like, is white i found that part to be very strange <laughs> yeah and the yeah this is series exclusive and, and, I, and the, this storyline is not in the books i mean okay. i do not want to spoil future books but i have a theory on who that character is and how they tie in later on 
but okay. definitely not in the first few. Oh, that's that what So like I'm 75% of the way through the first book again. And like, I'm yeah. like, obviously, so I figured they had added her in from maybe a later book or something. I also wish that they hadn't had the commentary. And again, this is series specific, not the book had the commentary about, well, the only reason people of color have titles and lands is because the king fell in love with a black queen and married her. Like, I had already bought into the romantic fantasy. Like, I kind of wish, like, this was already sort of, yeah, like, like just you didn't have, have them to, be in the world. You yeah. don't have, what is the term, saviorism almost? Like, okay. oh, a, a white guy fell in love with a black woman and now, yeah, like, yeah. things are better. I was kind of interpreting it through like a Brandy Cinderella lens of like, they just cast people. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So I kind of wish they had just let it be that universe. Like we've created this Bridgerton universe and this is just the way it is. And that would have been wonderful. Hoping for better things for Marina Thompson, but I'm a little worried at this point. because If they follow the storyline that I... I'm almost positive where that storyline comes from. It's not a happy ending, but it's a completely oh. different show. Well, so it, they're, they're changing quite a bit. So it might be wrong. I might be wrong. Fingers crossed. But in the books, everybody's white, super white. So that's that's an improvement in the series yeah. that is not as white. Yeah. Um, and there's um, actually like how you see LGBTQ things like in the show, like scenes that's not in the books I kept asking my friend Amy who let me borrow her books while I was reading this I was like you're telling me out of these eight siblings none of them are gay or bi or pan like none of them they're all in hetero relationships and she's like Brittany it's a Regency romance series and I was like damn it okay (laughs) I had no hopes at all in the books at least for LGBT (laughs) but so in the series when and this is yeah in the series when you have the character of Henry he's a small it's a he's a side character but I was really pumped (laughs) Mm -hmm. well this is our Bridgerton corner (laughs) yeah I was thinking of doing like a Bridgerton corner and then like play like charm music and then (laughs) and then be like okay now we're back and we're back (laughs) because Brittany has still not given her book oh yes yes. um I'm reading and my currently reading is uh, Wolf Hall by Hilary Mantle. It's the first in the Thomas Cromwell trilogy. It's very dense. Uh, I'm enjoying it. I used to read a lot of historical fiction when I was in high school, but then as an adult, I just have not read much of it. And then buddy reading with this, uh, re- buddy reading this with some friends online, some online friends. It's good, but it's a lot of information and it's a slower read for me than usual. Um, it's like 600 something pages it's about Thomas Cromwell and how his rise into power um, by becoming like um, in the council for King Henry VIII and how he helped him get divorced from Catherine of of Aragon and then Mary Anne Boleyn and then more stuff later Protestant Reformation so if you're interested in Tudor period history definitely recommend it. it there's a lot of just like political and religious talk in it which Sometimes I'm super fascinated by because I'm a nerd. And then other times I'm like, okay, I need something to happen here. Come on, let's speed it up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so overall I'm enjoying it. Um, it has a very interesting writing style. The Hilary Mantle, it's from Thomas Cromwell's point of view, but it's all third person. So 
every time that they're talking, like he's having a conversation with somebody, like he'll name, let's say King Henry VIII. So he'll say, Henry says something that, uh, and then it says he. And it's not Henry VIII anymore. You're supposed to just automatically know it's talking about Cromwell as he. So there's lots of times where you have to like reread passages to know exactly what is it, who is she talking about here? As you get really into the book, you can really quickly like figure it out who's talking and what's who's doing what movements and what's going on. But every time I start, like if I set it down, I pick it up again, it takes me a moment to like have my mind readjust to, okay, wait, this is how I need to read this book. So just a heads up, if you haven't read it, give it time. It's a little bit slow, but um, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> have either of you read it? That does not, not sound like something I would read. <laughs> <laughs> you had a very wide eyes when I was talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't have the patience for like, <laughs> historical books. Yeah. So yeah, that's not my, my era of history that I would... <laughs> No, I used to love like King Henry VIII stuff, but um, I don't have anything else interesting to say about this one. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next. okay. Uh, so that was Queen of the Conquered by Case and Calendar, The Duke and I by Julia Quinn, and Wolf Hall by Hilary Mantle. This week's prompt is talking bodies, and. For this prompt, um, we are encouraging you to pick a book by a fat feminist or a book that features body positivity or plus size uh, heroine or hero that is body positive. So we will talk about what each of us will be reading for this prompt. And then we also have some other recommendations for you. Um, so I actually finished not too long ago the book that I'm going to put down for this prompt. I read I'll Be the One by Lila Lee. I listened to it on audiobook that I checked out from the library, so it also could fit into potentially two other prompts that we have. But it is about Skye, who is a teenager in high school who is Korean-American, and she lives in California, and this Korean pop star, I guess like reality TV show, kind of like, you know, like any of those American Idol type things is coming through town and they're going to be based out of LA where she lives. And so she decides she's going to audition and they have a singing and a dancing category and she loves to sing and she loves to dance. So she enters in for both, but she has kind of had body image issues uh, growing up because She's more full-bodied uh, young lady and her mom is not very kind to her about that and she kind of has to navigate all of the different cultural things with her mom being from Korea and what their expectations for you know body image things are and like her growing up in America and sort of contrasting the way that people view those different issues across culture and then she also you know by the time we start this book, it's kind of one of those she's a badass who becomes an even badder ass kind of mm. situations. Because by the time we start this book, Sky is already like like awesome. She is comfortable in her own body. She's really good at dancing and she knows it. And she is like trying out for this competition and she like knows she's gonna win. And just that amount of confidence. And also she is by. She's not out to her parents, but her friends know, and um, she also meets a couple of other queer characters while she's doing uh, characters. <laughs> she meets other uh, queer people when she's auditioning for this show, and she just like sort of 
becomes more comfortable with that part of her identity as well. So it's just a really great story. And it's like a romantic comedy because there's this super hot supermodel. I forgot what his name was. <laughs> but there's this really hot supermodel guy. And he's also auditioning for the dance portion. And of course, they fall in love. He agrees to be her dance partner for one part of the competition. And they... Um, you know, they go out and they eat tacos and he's never eaten a taco before because he's so like conscious about what he eats and stuff. And so in a way she kind of helps him with his own issues. And it's a really, really great story. I highly recommend it. I realized upon reflection, like maybe I just needed to dig deeper to see if I could think of things that fit this prompt. But I was like, I don't know if I've read a bunch of books that fit this prompt because the only other one I could think of was one that I read to recommend for summer of learning books for kids in, in elementary school. I read Some Places More Than Others by Renee Watson. And I just really enjoyed that book because it's about um, the sort of uh, body positivity stuff is almost like I don't know it's not like the forefront of the story which in a way is kind of good you know she's mm. a bigger girl but like it's more about her she's she has to do a project on her um her family's history and so she gets she goes and visits New York and talks to a lot of her uh Jamaican family members and learns a lot about her history and culture and navigates kind of um almost being like a little bit teased and bullied by her cousins <laughs> um, for different things but it's just a really fascinating book and I think it is definitely a positive story and I think it, it covers a lot of a wide range of issues that I think especially young kids would really grasp onto I think there's even some like gender um, stuff in there that it just like you know is it's done really well um, so I would recommend that one too but I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank on other things to recommend. And I, ha I now have a reading list of stuff that I need to read because I realize I've never read anything by Roxane Gay. And I'm like, how have I gotten oh. this far in life and not read yes. anything by her? So I was thinking like, cause she has that book, I think it's called Hungry or Hunger? Hunger. Hunger. Yeah. I'm like, I need to add that to my reading list. Like there's just so many things that I realize I need. Well, and I've read a couple of books by Julie Murphy, but I saw that you were going to recommend one. So I didn't <laughs> feel like it. Talk about it. Well, I read Sweet Pea, which is another oh, middle grade Pea. book. Yeah. And that one was pretty good, too. Does she explore in that one the girl being fat or plus size? Well, yes and no. That one is another, like, that it's sort of secondary to the story. Like, she talks about it. It's more about this sort of, like, cutesy, small-town Texas. This girl is writing, um, gets sort of tasked with writing the advice column for the town because the woman who normally does it um, is, like going on I forget what the plot was there exactly she went on vacation or she went away or she wanted to stop doing it so uh, Sweet Pea which is the nickname for the main character she starts doing the advice column and no one in town knows that she's now the one giving advice and she's just like this kid who's like in elementary school or, or middle school I think maybe middle school middle school I think yeah yeah and that's just kind of funny to me it's like <laughs> to know that you're you're like a 60 year old woman and you're like getting advice on life from a middle schooler <laughs> like how funny that would be yeah I have that one on my to read so the book that I have slated to read for this prompt is called fatally ever after a black fat girl's guide to living life unapologetically and it's by mm -hmm. Stephanie Yaboa. and if you are on Instagram I highly recommend following her she is a writer and blogger and model 
first of all, fashion inspiration, like, whoa, and just life inspiration, like, whoa, she's, she's amazing. You can find her at her, her name, Stephanie Yeboa, and that's S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-Y-E-B-O-A-H. I really want to read, her book came out last year, I believe, and I've really wanted to read it just because things that have come to my attention, sort of being, sort of following the body positivity community on Instagram is that sort of a separation between white body positivity and body positivity for people of color. And a lot of white body positivity has been appropriation of body positivity from especially women of color who started the movement, I guess. And so she sort of explores that in this book and talks about the sort of marginalization of Black women, even within the community, which is something that I want to know more about and to be more aware of. So a couple of recommendations. One is an upcoming book that I'm really excited about. We're going <laughs> to shout out one more time for Julie Murphy. She has a new book coming out this year that I have on my TBR that I'm super excited about. It's a modern day Cinderella retelling mm-hmm. with a plus size uh, Cindy and the title is If the Shoe Fit, and it follows Cindy, um, who's just out of design school, and she's plus size, and her mom runs a sort of bachelorette or bachelor-style reality show. They're short, a girl, and uh, Cindy volunteers, then finds herself sort of at the forefront of being the only plus size woman on a reality show with lots of straight size sounds awful like the book sounds amazing (laughs) i'd come out to reads but in real life that'd be awful sorry wouldn't that be terrifying yeah um (laughs) and so it's it's that journey of her on the show and connecting with uh the bachelor character i believe so i'm excited to see i I think it'll be a really interesting read i say julie murphy's an amazing writer and, and is definitely an excellent voice which Brittany will talk more about later. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say Roxanne Gay, anything by Roxanne Gay, I would highly recommend. I think the the book from Roxanne Gay that stood out the most for me was Not That Bad, which is not necessarily Mm -hmm. body focused as far as plus size. It is, I think, a critical read for anyone who has dealt with sexual assault, which happens to all body sizes. And I think that that's addressed in some of those essays. Um, and then I am also really excited to read Too Fat, Too Slutty, Too Loud, The Rise and Reign of the Unruly Woman by Ann Peterson, because that's my life, you guys. No, <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm planning on reading for this one is Land Whale by Jess Baker. And it's because I have it on my shelf. I've had it for years. Got it when I visited Fat Fancy, which is a plus size consignment clothing store in Portland, Oregon. It's amazing. If you're a fat girl, I think they have some men's clothes too. Definitely check it out. As they're very welcoming. Uh, they're really into the body positivity movement. But yeah, so they had signed copies of the book there. I guess she came to visit or something. And so I bought it and I just have not read it. So that's what I'm planning on reading for this challenge prompt. And it's about Jess Baker. She is a plus size woman and it's kind of just her memoir. Um, So she first got attention for making fun of Abercrombie and Fitch uh, ads and um, how they don't really do all body sizes. And so she got interviewed by some news media outlets 
and that's how people first started hearing about her and so this is her book about growing up like you know her being fat dating as a fat woman all that stuff I love memoirs and collections of essays and so I'm excited about reading that one which reminds me about Shrill by Lindy West if you've not watched the show it's amazing definitely watch it and Shrill is also a memoir about a woman who she is fat and how she kind of faced these um kind of basically online bullies for her size but also how she like basically kind of started this fight with the comedian because they were making rape jokes there's different essays in there about different things and lindy west is she's a really great at she can make you laugh but also you know you can really relate to her no matter what your body size is whatever the issue is it's a really good good book i would recommend and as both Amanda and Gabby mentioned, um, I claimed to talk about Dumplin' by Julie Murphy because I was like, I want to talk about this one. Um, <laughs> I, I love, 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 love this book. It's also um, been turned into a movie on Netflix. So definitely watch it. It's about this girl named Willow Dean who her nickname is Dumplin' given to her by her past beauty queen uh, mother. She's very much like, she's just confident. She's not ashamed of her body size, whatever. In the book, she then starts working at this fast food restaurant. She meets this cute guy. For some reason, you know, she's like kind of surprised that he's attracted to her. And so that's whenever her confidence, she's like seeing it's kind of slip. And she's like, you know what? No, I can't let this happen. So she decides that she's going to enter this beauty pageant. It's amazing. I love Willow Dean. She's awesome. I love her friends. She loves Dolly Parton and anyone who loves Dolly Parton I love because Dolly Parton <laughs> is good people. And uh, but yeah, it's just, it's a really good feel good book. It's YA, another one I really highly recommend. And another one, Gabby, that um, I wanted to talk about, which reminds me of how you're saying the body positivity movement has basically kind of co-opted. Like there's white feminism basically and how it's like kind of co-opting things that like people of color have done beforehand before um there is a book by sabrina strings it's called fearing the black body the racial origins of fat phobia i have not read it so i can't personally recommend it it is on my to reads um but it does explore how fat phobia and what the ideal body type is very western and where that come comes from and how fat phobia is racist so that's another one that if you are interested in doing this prompt that you can check out well just want to take a minute just to say you know how's it going guys (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the world is on fire Mm -hmm. we tired (laughs) yeah oh tired uh Yeah, yeah do you do you feel like um so obviously, if, unless you've been living under a rock, you <laughs> know that there was an insurrection, which is a word that I wasn't aware could be used outside the Star Trek movie. Um, <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> at the uh, Capitol. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's been several days. It just sort of feels kind of like frustrating, like refreshing the news to see like how people have been punished. And I'm like, not enough, y'all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's call it what it is. It was an attempted coup by some terrorists. Mm. And I, oh my God, I got so annoyed. I saw the news today about the guy who he's like trying to like steal, he's looting um, the the podium mm-hmm. and he's just like smiling, no mask on, po- basically mm-hmm. posing for this selfie. 
and he's been arrested now and he has been released on bail because he's a stay-at-home dad but all of the news that I've seen is yeah Gabby I know like I mean (laughs) awesome that he's a stay-at-home dad but the whole well he needs to help take care of the kids I'm like cool he freaking broke into like anyway any if he was a person of color he would be dead let's talk about that and they're saying that he um was I forget the word that the news was saying but I was like no 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 no. you need to change it to looting looting that's what you say whenever you see Black Lives Matter protests and Target getting ransacked you're saying these people are thugs and that there's looting and I'm like the white privilege y'all it's real it's so freaking real (laughs) and blatant yeah. Oh my God! He's a state. So who was watching his kids while he was breaking into the Capitol? Like, yeah, great. <laughs> I mean, he's a Florida man too. That oh I God! <laughs> With you apologies know, to our listeners in Florida, but <laughs> y'all get your people. I mean, I mean, Texas yeah, isn't much we're better. Wrong Texas. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I would say that even. Even up here in Seattle, we're not totally immune. People are everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And then the guy with the horns. Um, (laughs) So he has several tattoos that like, so I have several friends who are pagan and they were like, we do not claim him. He is not one of ours (laughs) because he has like the Mjolnir tattoo on his chest. And then he had some other like, like tattoos that have like pagan symbols symbolism but white nationalists have also co-opted them and so i'm like like, y'all i I did not think that he was some (laughs) pagan that's gone crazy who knows maybe he'll come out saying he is and he's doing this i don't know apparently he's been because thor told him to thor would not thor would never i don't don't know these people are insane like they're legitimately insane did a lot of interesting reading this week after what happened at the Capitol and I didn't know what I didn't know but yeah a lot of pagan symbols have have been and like the pagans are like no we want our Mjolnir back like what no you can't have that and I'd also like to address like how much anti-semitic oh messaging oh my god yeah part of the white supremacist (sighs) Mm-hmm. attempt take over I mean, like no that's not okay it's kind of confusing to me what those trump supporters stand for exactly i don't really grok like everything that grok? it just yeah <laughs> yeah i used to have a coworker who's that word a lot and so it's what is that word. it means like it process understands like oh but anyway i like i just don't get it how they're planning, like the local Utah chapter somewhere was planning to like protest and storm like an Amazon fulfillment center because Amazon stopped um, hosting parlor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and second, like aside, there is that I learned also that it, originally the app is supposed to be called Parlay. Really? Like, the French word. Really. Didn't yeah me. huh but um yeah every- their coding is completely terrible by the way <laughs> on Parler. and yeah. so all of the information is easily searchable and 
Well, and apparently within like the first few weeks that they were live, I loved this a little bit. I when I found this out, they were swarmed by porn bots because (laughs) it like there was no their whole thing was like no censoring everything, and then they they just got swarmed by porn bots, and I was like, didn't think I'd ever clap it out for a porn bot, but yeah, (laughs) go get it. Well, so where was I going with that? Oh, oh sorry. but but yeah, it it was kind of a weird messaging because to me it just doesn't make sense because I see a lot of in Seattle because I live in Seattle. In case y'all didn't know, I live in Seattle. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and they're like, and because you didn't know, I'm vegan. <laughs> yeah, or like I, I went I went to Harvard. Okay, no, I, I didn't I didn't go to Harvard. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I see all these signs that are like tax Amazon and like there's a lot of anti-Amazon sentiment because, you know, they're based in Seattle and there are a lot of really like left leaning socialist Democrats, you know, anarchists and like things, people who are very, very leftist who live here and they don't like, you know, big corporation and having all the say. So it was really weird to me to read that flyer because wait, they're against big corporations it just doesn't make sense because yeah. like in my head I'm like isn't the sort of libertarian which is kind of what I'm assuming they're kind of like an offshoot of like tea party yeah libertarian kind of they're like not claiming actual like centrist like republican stuff they're like very far right like then you should be supportive of big businesses mm-hmm. doing what they want they do whenever it doesn't affect them yeah so it's just a very bizarre thing because like in my mind I'm like yeah corporations should absolutely not have the power that they have it's terrifying (laughs) but you know what they do um they're the ones that voted for all of this so i i'm sorry it brought me so much joy when schadenfreude (laughs) (laughs) it did so much schadenfreude um whenever trump finally when twitter finally kicked trump off I, I was just picturing him throwing a little temper tantrum and going insane and that's awful of me to find a joy out of someone else's annoyance and pain but I did I don't care I hate that man <laughs> oh like, man this little annoyance because really in the big picture of things oh man you got kicked off Twitter and now like Pinterest and everything yeah. else <laughs> I was like Pinterest oh he can't pin you know like the best rifle to pair with your <laughs> MAGA outfit you know like what were you posting on Pinterest yeah that's a great oh. question and I know a lot of people are saying you know like this is censorship blah 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 no if we had an attempted coup on our freaking capital and he incited it and then he right afterwards literally right afterwards he came out saying I love you you're special I understand where you're coming from. Let's go home in peace. He didn't come out saying it was wrong. He did one video, I think the next day afterwards, it was the most un-Trump speech I've ever heard him ever give. You know that somebody else wrote it because they were like, you're getting in a lot of trouble right now. I'm trying to save your ass. Read this. <laughs> and, then he did, and then he went on Twitter and spread his bullshit again. And they're like, we're giving you 12 hours, buddy. You know, we're letting you know this is your soft warning stop mm-hmm. your shit you know slow your roll and then he got 12 hours up he then started spreading more lies mm-hmm. encouraging more shit and they're like okay no we don't have time for this i i am not upset with twitter at all i'm just like why couldn't you have done this sooner it is uh telling that 
it was almost literal treason was the line that had to be crossed before people went oh yeah yeah maybe he's not maybe this is not good yeah it's 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 not been good but thanks <laughs> thanks for playing thanks for it was a very rude awakening, I think, for the sort of tepid Trump people, the the one issue voters who were like, oh, well, we have to, you voted again, probably for him. And like, this is not what America should be. It is what America is. And I think the sooner that we as a country start addressing it, especially when I say when we as a country, I mean, we as white America start acknowledging and addressing that this is what America is and what it has been, it's the only way we're going to be able to move forward and create positive change. Um, but yeah, so speaking of the day after the attempted coup of our government, <laughs> I went into work and our my morning started with, um, so this is one of the days I went into one of our local libraries that I work at. And um I have a staff member come up to me and they're like, so I just got off the phone with a patron and he was harassing me. And I was like, okay, how is he harassing you? What did he say? And he apparently was calling to see if we require masks for people to come into the library. We do. And he got very upset about that by saying, you know, that we're sheeple and we how dare we believe that COVID is real it's all a COVID hoax and um that him and his organization are going to come protest at the library because that they, he they're we're discriminating against people by not letting them come in and use the library and she's trying to tell him you know hey you know you, you can still use library services if you don't want to come in you can use our curbside or our other libraries have drive-through services or would you like something printed? We have wireless printing, like giving him different options. He keeps yelling at her, mm -hmm. um, not listening to her, just kind of talks over her, yells at her. And then the conversation ends with him calling her a word that I hate. It starts with a C, ends with a T. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, see you next Tuesday. And, um, and by then, because, oh, and right before he called her that, she's like, okay, well, is there anything else like library related I can help you with? Because he's just yelling at her saying that he's going to come protest at the library. Mm -hmm. She's like, all right, well, is there anything else that library related I can help you with? And then he calls her that. And so she's like, okay. And then she hangs up on him, which I think that's fine. They get to that language. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was the day after what happened on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, with the Capitol. And I just like first thought was the shit that happened, I feel like is just empowering people like this. Mm -hmm. Like they're seeing this happen and they're like, oh, there's a lot of people who agree with me and who believe with believe what I believe. And I can be hateful and just mean to people and demand things how I yeah. want. Um, also, that's super scary. It was basically yeah. like a threat. Like yeah. it's gonna come to the library and it's like with their rifles and shoot someone in the neck you know like that's kind of the vibe that i would have yeah been. no like first uh he they never showed up thankfully it was probably he think he was just trying to get a reaction um and try to scare her or intimidate her maybe he was hoping that she would change her mind and be like all right now you can come in with a mat without a mask i don't <laughs> now know now that you've yelled at me and called me yeah 
yeah bad word uh, god um he but he did not get what he wanted and he I, as far as i know never showed up i was there until closing nobody showed up to protest or whatever <laughs> like, it's what because her- they t- it's because you know parlor it's like on the fritz and they, they can't organize in the same way there we go <laughs> uh they're cult leaders off twitter so you can't tell them where to meet and go and like i was already so emotionally frayed after everything on wednesday and whenever that happened i was just like i can't take anymore i just i can't i'm already stressed with the pandemic going on as we all are and our government is insane and the people in charge are insane and i feel like nothing's really getting done and like people are just like outwardly racist and awful and i'm exhausted y'all i'm just really really exhausted being be nice to each other i mean i mean if someone's being racist don't be nice to them but like if y'all are going out i'm just talking to in general public whoever is listening people who are working public facing jobs they're just trying to do their job be nice to each other wear a mask care about people's safety and health did you want to talk me to talk about the reference thing now, or did we want to save that? Yeah, sure. Did you, you had an interesting reference question? So this is a nice reference question. Yeah, this yeah this was sort <laughs> of a, a fun fun reference that just sort of brought up an interesting conversation. We had a patron who is looking for a very specific niche sort of thing, and he, they were looking for a memoir of someone who had done off the grid living. And he wanted to read about their experience doing it. And he wasn't looking for a how-to, you know, a top 20 places to go hide off the grid. He, he just sort of wanted to read about an experience. <laughs> My coworker who was with me at the desk was like, well, if they're really off the grid, they're probably not reporting back. <laughs> and I was like, that's not helpful, but thank you. <laughs> and so, and it was, it was sort of tricky to look up. Just doing a search for off the grid, at least in our catalog, mm-hmm. didn't really get you anywhere oh, you know, I think a lot of us, we get similar reference questions often enough that we have like those, oh, I know what you mean by this. So I know to use the keywords, you know, insert keywords here. But I think there are those reference questions and especially with the way cataloging is done and metadata is done that sometimes it's like, I know this stuff is out there, but how do we find it? The instance of my, I don't want to do it, but I want to know about it off the grid patron. Homesteading brought back some stuff. I learned a new term, permaculture, which does not have anything to do with curling of culture. (laughs) Not that kind of perm. Um, (laughs) What is it? So it's actually kind of interesting. It's about when you are building a farm or a house or you're off the grid getaway, building it into the environment that's already there, sort of not disrupting the nature as it is, but using the nature as it is to power or shape what you're building. Okay. Which I think is kind of fascinating. Huh? Like Hobbiton. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) Or Mesa Verde, I guess. We found them some items. So some of the items or some of the titles that came back then got weirdly specific homesteading with geese (laughs) what yeah no it's it's a title that my library owns i was like oh okay and so i asked the patron i was like are you interested in geese and they were like 
that's unexpected, but no, I can't say that I am. And then they were like, do you have anything about sheep? And unfortunately, no, we didn't have anything about sheep, just this geese. This is reminding me of that 10 Things I Hate About You episode. I mean, that 10 Things I Hate About You scene where he's like, not unless she's the last woman and there's no sheep. Oh, <laughs> Are there sheep? <laughs> I, I don't think that's what the patron was looking for either. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was just sort of an interesting adventure into how to work around keywords in your catalog. I know several years ago at a different library that I worked at, I had a patron looking for something very specific and we eventually got to the keyword crockery, which clicked in my brain because I have relatives who say well that's a load of crock like a crock pot and I was like okay crockery crock pot cook okay cooking okay I get it but also who would ever think of that word like if you're the average person trying to find a cookbook or a specific thing on cooking like are you gonna pull I'm gonna search for crockery out of your arsenal (laughs) like sometimes library stuff is weird (laughs) So we did talk a little bit about some reference questions that we've gotten and some uh, questionable unreferenced questions that were (laughs) given. Um, But if you do have any questions for us, feel free to submit them. We can answer actual questions that you might have. Uh, But this brings us to the end of our podcast today. I have our one star Goodreads review. I decided to go with the South Beach Diet by (laughs) Arthur... Agaston because you know it's sort of like the I, I don't know like a, picking a diet book is kind of like the anti-body positivity yeah. kind of thing diets so, don't work y'all just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um so I love this one star goodreads review from Melissa way back in September 14th of 2007 can I give a book no stars Several of my old lady co-workers jumped on the South Beach sheep wagon. And so since this mama has another several, in parentheses, hundred, in parentheses, thousand pounds to go until perfection, I borrowed a copy for a day. Two things. I would rather be 7,800 pounds than lose a little weight by eating an entire farm's worth of animals. (laughs) Plus, by being 7,800 pounds... I would be able to appear on the Dr. Phil show for the intervention, therefore achieving my lifelong dream of meeting Dr. Phil. I mean, that's (laughs) problematic, but anyway. (laughs) Don't buy into South Beach book because salt is awesome and so are farm animals. (laughs) I feel like the theme of this, uh, today's episode is sheep. Sheep Sheep with Gabby's patron. And now sheep in the review. Let's all do our best. Bah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, see y'all next time.